You're listening to You Can Tell Us, a podcast on which we will explore different psychosocial issues in the Maldives and in Asia. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of You Can Tell Us. I'm Lean, a trainee clinical psychologist currently working in Malaysia. Hi, I'm Sabah. I'm a psychology graduate uh, currently working in research. Uh, tonight, Sabah and I will be discussing a little bit on navigating teenage relationships, you know, young love, and essentially what the culture of it looks like in the Maldives and generally from what we know of in Asia, what sort of the normal stuff that goes in on teenage dating, what to be sort of aware of as maybe uh, a parent or an older guidance figure to a child who might be a teenager. Um, And also maybe a little bit about, you know, what sort of relationships might be a little bit not so much on the safe side, stuff like that, essentially. So, um, yeah, Sabah. So I guess we can sort of begin by us talking about this as a general topic. So just a little disclaimer, um, we don't have a stance on whether teenage date, dating or teenage relationships should happen or not. This uh, episode is not going to be about us debating on that. Rather, it's just more of like, uh, ah, this is what happens and maybe these are some stuff that is worthy to be aware of from our observation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I think it's been a minute since we have been teenagers. So, um, <laughs> so we'll be, I think, looking back and thinking how it was back uh, in the days. But also, like, to be honest, like, I don't really know anyone, any teenager who's dating or in a relationship personally. But uh, so I think this episode will mostly be generally us talking about how is it, how the culture is in Maldives or in Asia, as Lynn said. So, yeah. Yeah, very fair. <laughs> I do not know any teenager <laughs> who is in a relationship either. In fact, um, much of things that I know of teenagers are from like my cousins and from, probably from Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this is gonna be very much um maybe a little bit detached it's uh but hopefully not uh some commentary yeah so um just beginning why and how does teenage dating become a thing you know hmm. when I think um people I mean kids start dating around age 11 12 13 maybe um so as an adult, to think about this, I think it's a bit scary, you know, to think that, I mean, a 12-year-old is in a relationship sounds a bit strange to me personally, to think that people of that age are, kids of that age are in a relationship. But I think it's fairly common and normal, perhaps, for mm-hmm. kids to be dating at that age, you know, to, it may be like the dating itself, I mean, it's it's different, right? Yeah. dating as an adult and dating in the teenage phase of life so um, I would say dating is I mean the feelings that involve with dating the love and romance or crushing over someone it's fairly normal mm. and it it's 
also biology, right? The yeah. hormones and everything, all the Russian emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like essentially when, you know, like the moment you hit that puberty stage and your teen brain begins to develop, there's this rush of like hormones that causes the puberty itself and comes with it, you know, these different feelings uh, towards um, their sexuality, towards romance and and all of this kind of results in like Saba nicely put it, crushing and dating. Yeah. And but there's a lot of other factors aside from this that sort of influence why and what kind of relationships that people, rather teenagers, get into at this stage in their life. And I think one that notably resounds with me is um oftentimes, you know, when uh because of the sort of exposure that I presume happens even more now compared to when we were teenagers, I think um there's also this necessity to want to date and to get some sort of a love and validation from the person that you maybe have a crush on or want to date. I think this this is sort of the result of um maybe from a very basic level, the kind of movies and cartoons that we grew up watching, this coming of age romances and also the stuff secondly that maybe we consume in social media where things are very much these days hypersexualized. You know, like just the idea of um children um even quite young children being sexualized is a big thing on media so i presume that you know the older you grow and when you get to get into the phase of becoming a teenager this sort of all intensifies and results in you getting into a relationship because that's this idea that this is you know like when romance begins and things begin to happen it's exciting it's new yeah mm. Yeah, yeah. As you said, there are so many things happening in your own body, things that you might not be able to fully understand or might find difficult to accept or deal with. And also, I think it's a time in life, a lot of kids find it difficult, you know, to confide in your parents or like parents find it difficult to understand their kids. So maybe there's some tension between your parents, your kids in privacy and hiding things from parents and a lot going on. So I think relationships is kind of a place where they seek that comfort and understanding. So it's basically a sort of connection that teenagers need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think because when, like you very rightfully said, these different things are happening in your body and you discover more and more about like essentially how the world is working because of you know like society and what you might be consuming and school even generally a scary time which kind of makes them retract back from their parents and um this guidance seeking from friends that they might engage in which results maybe in like a romantic relationship can also like I I mean sometimes turn into a little bit of a pressure for them to be a certain way sometimes, you know? Like, how how much am I comfortable with um going this far with someone? Or how what are my boundaries in a certain relationship? Like, these are all questions that are sort of answered in through experience, in a sense, right? Yeah, sure. And also, as you say, the 
peer pressure is also. I remember when I was a teenager, I mean, there are a lot of kids, a lot of friends, um, like would come and talk about boys and wanting for me to go out and have a relationship. I mean, it's kind of fine to think about, but um, even though I didn't want to be in a relationship, there were so many kids like kind of pressuring me to be in a relationship. I mean, I'm looking in general, a lot of kids may feel like that because their friends are in relationships. Uh, kids might feel like they are missing out on something, something amazing, because um, I guess it's an exciting time, exciting to be, to have a crush or to have your know, first love, you know, whether it's actually love or infatuation whatsoever. But uh, I think it's very real even for teenagers, even for kids, what they're experiencing is right absolutely yeah yeah I, I don't think we are denying in, in any formal way that it's not real we're yeah. just saying that it's it's like you said it's very intense yeah yeah interestingly Sabah like I I saw a research article while like doing some reading for this episode where they talked about that the feelings of intense love that the teenage brain experiences around the age of like 11 to 13 is essentially similar to like a hypomanic stage in bipolar disorder which is essentially um to everyone who's listening uh you know uh, a mood disorder bipolar disorder where the hypomanic states where you experience lots of intense feelings of euphoria and happiness and you do so much with the energy that you feel. So essentially someone, I mean, the teenage brain is experiencing mania when it experiences love. So I guess we don't, we can't even fully understand now as like older people what it might have been like even for us. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 a new experience it's a new feeling so maybe maybe the teenage brain maybe the young kids don't have the mental capacity maybe to you know fully control it fully deal or maintain that you know that intense emotions maybe maybe it could be a reason I mean when I think about it I mean it's very interesting to think that it's similar to hypomania you know um it just shows how intense the feelings could be and maybe as adults it helps us understand why why teenagers do things mm. that, that maybe they're doing you know not mm. just in relationships but also some generally. Uh, generally some intense or reckless things that as adults we perceive as reckless things that teenagers do yeah yeah and also maybe why even being accepted by peers and the root of these relationships that even might be sort of like a kind of like a social uh pressure overall instead of being a peer pressure because like you said you know once you get to a certain age and you observe other people getting into relationships this puts you in a position where you might also simply want to get into one because of that reason yeah so maybe the intense feelings have to also do something with the need to conform to what everyone else is doing as well like because being accepted and feeling that sense of your identity and feeling like you belong is yeah. such an important part of like the teenage experience that everyone sort of desires right yeah. especially like in teenage like you are not fully an adult 
but you are also not uh, necessarily treated as a kid either. So you're in between this phase in life. So maybe it's very confusing, you know, in some situations you're treated as a kid, in some situations you are treated as an adult. So you feel like uh, you are old enough to be in a relationship. So maybe that's also one reason why kids want to be in relationships or to date. Yeah. 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 And I think like it's it's important to recognize that you're not know, this the the teenage age, which is generally speaking from like, you know, like 12-ish to even though it's teenager, 12-ish to like until you're 16, 17. Um, even even early adulthood when you're 18, 19, all of all of this, like Sabah very rightfully said involves a lot of you trying to figure out how to be this strange not child but not adult creature so in in a relationship as well within the bounds of the relationship there's a lot of stuff that you don't quite understand that you're learning how to understand like for example like I think whenever I hear or rather observe from media the kind of like fights that go on in teenage relationships, it's really easy for me to like be the, you know, like be the more adult person that I am today and look at it from the angle of, oh, oh my God, this is, this could just be resolved by you doing this. It's very easy to go come to that conclusion. But looking at it from the angle that Saba just mentioned of how you're you're not sure like what your identity is, what you want, like most teenagers are not really well versed with communicating effectively. They don't even understand their own feelings properly. So there's a very, very good chance they that teenage relationships naturally just are messy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like a relationship is hard. Though relationships are hard. So um maybe sometimes teenagers when they start like 12 13 year olds maybe they don't have that emotional maturity to deal with conflicts to express their emotions um or to communicate their needs well with their partners so that may, that sometimes lead to a lot of problems a lot of challenges in the relationship which essentially ends up in heartbreak which is another messy situation that um, well we will talk about it right like how to deal with it but yeah I guess the point I'm trying to make is um, it's it's not easy most of the time so as adults we need to understand that understand that what they are going through is very real and that their feelings are very real too so it's important not to do anything to invalidate that experience or what they are feeling just because we are adults and we see that situation is uh, you know very solvable or easy from an adult lens you know yeah exactly like I think I don't think anyone really forgets <laughs> their teenage like heartbreak. Even if you were maybe not in a relationship directly, but even getting rejected by a crush would oh. feel really like the world has come to an end. I I I vividly remember like <laughs> like my friends around me and even myself, you know, like crushing on people and not having that crush come to fruition for a lot of the um, you know, like teenagers that we observe around us can can feel really like 
quite terrible. And li like you said, not invalidating the person who is going through this experience is so very important because that's what keeps them coming to you when things get difficult, you know? If a parent or like an older adult who is a mentor or a, a guiding figure to the teenager simply shuts them out because of the messiness of the emotions, it's unlikely that they will come to you when there might be something significant that actually comes up they need to discuss with an adult. So remembering, you know, like not forgetting to wear our teenage lenses sometimes, <laughs> seeing the world through this uh this very intense, very full of love, but also full of sadness kind of colored glasses is important in us also relating to them. Yeah. Yeah, then um, we should also talk about sometimes teenage, as we said before, teenage relationships can get messy, as adult relationships can also get messy, right? Um, so I think it's important for us to discuss um some intense situations, some difficult situations that some kids get into in relationships with their partners. Like, I think I have heard stories of very strange situations where kids feel um, trapped or stuck or unable to escape even in very scary situations. Like um, things like blackmail also happen in uh these uh, relationships I feel like and it's important to talk about these things because then only we can talk about you know ways to avoid it how to prevent this or how to actually navigate such stressful situations because when we are kids we don't really know how to you know what to do next we when somebody trap us inside a box like we we feel like we are trapped and we don't know how to escape that we don't know all the right steps to take towards you know to escape and tell somebody about it because um let's be real sometimes we date people who are older than us we as in teenagers date people who are older than us yeah. and who may sometimes try to take advantage of that um vulnerability you know the the naive little kids and so that situations happen in real life so it's I feel like it's very important to talk about it in a podcast like this yeah like it's actually terrifying how many like older teenagers like who are 16 or 17 might get into relationships with um much older people like people who oh. might be in their mid-20s or even early 30s for that matter and it's a pretty common trend which is awful to say like even in in the in the Maldives and in some other parts in Asia where, where young girls especially uh, are coerced or even manipulated into being into relationships with these older adults this can happen very much to um boys as well i'm just mm. speaking more from like a like a statistics kind of lens but this very much happens to younger boys as well and realizing as you know a society and as part of a system us like teaching children and us te teaching teenagers and making them aware from a young age what a predator looks like, what they might do to coerce you, what even stalking is, what abuse is, more, more importantly, because abuse can come in, in many forms, 
is is quite important because sometimes when when you're a teenager and like you said Saba um when you are seeking this love and reassurance uh from people in general and if you're not getting it from your parents or from more of a typical safe space you might very much opt to get this sort of love and validation from your romantic partner and this could be someone who is your age someone who is older and this causes the partner to have very much of a leverage over you and this leverage in a sense quote unquote can cause things to go sideways very quickly if the person uh, who is both the victim or maybe an accidental perpetrator because you can be a teenager and not know that what you're doing is in fact very harmful to your partner this, this very commonplace happens I mean the number of times that I've heard of young young I mean like 14 to 15 year old teenage boys just being super crazy protective of their of their girlfriends to the extent where I would say that they are quite abusive uh is insane you know yeah yeah a lot of times i've heard like like male situations where um like the boyfriends have pictures of their girlfriends and using them to trap them further into the relationship like it's it's scary it and imagine the kind of pressure those young kids will be in right like in those situations and it's i feel like it's very sad but it's difficult to hear news like this about your kid so it's very difficult I think to process even for parents and so sometimes the parents don't react in the best way because it's a very scary thing to think that your kid is in such a situation and it's yes the parents are responsible but uh, sometimes uh, we, we are not here to like put blame on anyone to say it's somebody's fault it's parents fault or it's kids fault but rather like how to improve the situation or how to like you know create awareness about this situation so the point is there are people who are abusive who are like perpetrators as you say sometimes not intentional but it doesn't justify their actions you know just because you're a kid doesn't mean you know what what you did or what you're doing is right or just because you are angry it doesn't justify your actions you know towards your partner whether it's young or old so yeah you know like some of what you we just said about like number one the parents think um i you know like not anyone like you said being put in blame but rather um when parents hear of these things and instead of like uh becoming like lovingly curious in a sense um you go straight to the the punishment kind of mode and this doesn't have the sort of best outlook on yourself in front of a teenager in a sense because I think uh one of the reasons why situations like this where someone is being blackmailed causes it the situation causes to be unraveled even further is because they have no one to go to right so mm. you're creating a space, not just as a parent, but even within schools, you know, like teachers and, and school counselors, like creating more of a safer space and becoming a safe person for teenagers to come to you in these situations is, is incredibly important. And and number two, what you just said about how age 
whether you're you're younger or not, whether you did it knowingly or not, to a lot of extent, it does not matter, you know. So, mm-hmm. so us knowing that interpersonal violence and dating violence and even, uh, God forbid, even rape can happen to a certain extent to a great deal within these teenage relationships because of a lack of awareness on perhaps both parties. And that mm. is quite scary, which which kind of leads us to our, our next point, I guess, talking a little bit more about awareness. Like, what can we do as a society? What can parents do? What can even kids do? You know, what can teenagers themselves do to be better prepared? Yeah. Also, yeah, before going into talking, before we start talking about like what we can do to prevent situations like this, I think it's important uh, if kids are listening to this, it's very important and to do things, take steps to prevent yourself from going into situations like this. But for parents, I think it's important to realize that um, if if you find uh, your kid in a difficult position with their partner, it's not because they are bad kids. I mean, the victim, I'm talking uh, from the point of victim, it's not that your little girl is a bad kid. Most of the times, I think uh, these perpetrators, these maybe older men who are like victimizing young kids, they are very clever. They do it, I feel like, step by step and they know what makes these kids tick and they know how to take advantage of that so it i think people they are really good at trapping kids in situations you know they take it step by step like small from small things they escalate to this uh big situation so like it's important to understand your kids and to you know feel understand the helpless, hopeless situation that your kid is in and that they didn't do it on purpose. Like, they didn't put themselves in that situation on purpose. Like, they found themselves in that situation, you know? So, uh, it's important to, to show compassion and understanding and be empathetic towards your kids, even though sometimes it might be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very solid point, Saba. Yeah, child grooming is just, it's it's a crazy thing. And it just, like you said, happens step by step until you are in the deep end and you're just there all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you just need help. And if your parents, instead of helping you, are yelling at you and even making things a lot worse by calling you out maybe in front of family or dragging you from from this person to this person trying to find a way to help might make things a lot worse so yeah also not not just parents you know if you are an aunt or an uncle you know be there for your young nephews niece or like Mm, school counselors everyone every adult i think has a uh, is responsible for situations like this yeah that's i think that's one of the most important points actually in regards to awareness itself like it's our responsibility as a society the old the adults of the society to 
to be there for for children, to be there for teenagers, to to help them navigate this situation, which kind of actually links me to the kind of the next point that I was thinking about, um, learning how to, uh, teenagers when they when when they get into relationships, it's very very likely that they might have really high expectations from the relationship in terms of emotional romance you know there might even be because the feelings of love are so intense it could be even that a person in a teenage romance might expect the relationship to last forever and um the relationship to go into you know like the high school sweetheart stage and then even you getting married and then eventually having kids you know um so this sort of expect unrealistic expectation is quite normal within teenagers so like adults um around them helping them set certain expectations set, set set certain boundaries in terms of how far they actually want to go into this relationship at such a young age i'm talking about maybe kids who are like 13 or 14 getting into a relationship is incredibly important because oftentimes they have they have no idea actually what their own future looks like. And if you're making decisions based on what you might be expecting from your partner when you're 13 or 14, those decisions might not come from the best place. So helping your helping a teenager figure the next step they're making in the relationship with some with an adult that they're comfortable with, even like an older cousin or like an aunt or someone is super super important and us us actively asking them and being curious about their lives is I think what gets us there you know like I'm just thinking of, about my own cousins like I cannot expect them to tell me when they're in trouble and, or when they have questions that they're actually concerned about in maybe moving forward in their romantic relationships if I don't have a relationship with them in the first place so us as a society being curious about their lives from like a loving perspective instead of like a, you know, reprimanding and punishing them sort of perspective is is really important in helping them manage these boundaries and set certain realistic expectations within this age where they're feeling so many things, you know? I think it's uh, it's very important. It's very important to teach our kids that is an adult relationship even in teen relationships like love and respect and loyalty things like that these are important important characteristics like people should have these qualities people like one person should respect uh, their partner right like it should be mutual like one shouldn't control the other person even though you feel like, okay, I, I love the my partner so much, so that's why I'm controlling her actions, which is which is not right. You should let um I mean it's I think important to realize for kids that I think this might sound um you know very adultish, but we all are individual people. So it's important to respect each other's decisions, each other's boundaries, you know. I think we all grow up with certain values um, like instilled in ourselves, like because of religion or culture or maybe family. Um, so it, I think it's very important to respect those values within ourselves and also to not let other people, you know, change those 
or force you to change those. I think that's the right word, to force you to change something that you don't want to change about yourself or to force you to cross a boundary that you have set for yourself. Uh, I think that's very important. Like even uh, that could be like emotional boundaries or that could be, you know, physical boundaries, it, even uh, like anything. Like if you don't want something to happen, if you are uncomfortable with something, uh, it's very important to communicate that and I think it's very important for the other person to respect that as well. Even even when you are kids, we should learn boundaries and consent even. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it comes it, it comes from when when you're kids, right? That's that's when it begins. Like parents needing to take the reins and even like educators from from kindergarten from primary school actually even like to a certain extent very much so in preschool preschool and primary school especially to whatever is age appropriate needs resources need to be used to explain to kids on on consent on the rights of their own body on how their body will develop in the future how to respect other people's privacy and their own privacy like these are these are super super vital things for children to know before they reach this age of you know getting into relationships like that's like Saba said sort of like the foundation of you knowing to be a respectful human being like if parents or educators don't take the reins on this in a sense it's very likely the kids are going to go out there and just get that information for themselves now because i mean every kid these days they either have an ipad or have some sort of access to a phone um and kids are incredibly clever they they grow they grew up now in an environment where they are literally grew up with an ipad or access to technology so then they know how to get stuff from the internet and it's very very likely that children oftentimes end up having uh their first exposure to um sex education in a sense i wouldn't call it education but first exposure to sex and to um all sorts of um indecent things that children should not be exposed to at a, at a very young age so parents knowing that the kind of content that exists out there where for example um people's bodies are like just sort of displayed in very indecent ways and hypersexualized and generally the idea of sex is very much twisted around to to show a certain lens knowing that this is the sort of stuff that is portrayed in social media you should try your best to educate your child on their level on on what is you know what is consent what is privacy what is your body and why it's not okay for other people to touch you you know um Absolutely. like yeah. i feel like it's um very stigmatized even talking about sex education um i remember the first time there was a uh, sex education class uh, when I was in primary maybe I remember parents were enraged like they were literally so mad about it like kids shouldn't know about things according to them uh, I understand uh, like it has kind of been the culture you know to not talk about these kind of things with kids it's but it's also important to talk about these things like at their level you know to explain things to explain body parts and 
also like why certain things happen to your body at this age and what what does it mean and it's okay to feel this and that you know to explain them what's normal and what's not what's normal about your body and what's not normal about your body um, as you said like safe touch like who should be able to touch you like in one way or the, or the other so these things should be you know explained to kids otherwise they would turn to other sources for information that could be older peers like older kids they meet at school or that could be the internet which is uh, filled with lots of information and uh, maybe they're not, not most reliable information you know like yeah so it's it's very scary to think that your kids are going on the internet to surf about this kind of information you know I don't think any parent would want that so you I think as parents it's very important to explain your kids these things yourselves like at home maybe maybe um, mothers can teach their daughters and fathers can teach their sons I mean I I don't mind I mean anything is okay if you can do it in a respectful way like respect your kids just like you respect your uh, another adult you know your partner like show them the respect and explain them what's happening I mean I understand that kids might be kids may get shy or not maybe not want to listen to it but oh, as you said I think that's that's why it's important to have a relationship with your kids right then they would come to you for awkward or difficult situations right yeah absolutely absolutely about you know like what you just said regarding the topic being awkward and difficult is like one of the reasons why people stray away from it right and and even us as a society in the Maldives and generally in Asia especially in I think Muslim communities uh, even other religious communities I think it's very much a topic that strayed away from but what we have to remember is sex education is not teaching your kids how to have sex even though that's the direct that seems to be the direct translation to lots of people because of the two words but it's mm -hmm. it's uh it's a it's a lot of things compiled under these modules of learning how your body is developing learning about consent and all of these other things that Sabah and I just highlighted so having this perspective that sex education does not make you immoral, it does not make you any less religious, and it does not make you sever the connection that you have with God, is really important to remember as a parent. Like, us as a society first, like, understanding that, you know, the human body developing and children growing up into teenagers and wanting different things is a perfectly normal thing. And for us to sort of guide them safely in that journey it's important for us to be able to have those conversations, no matter how awkward it is, in an age-appropriate and open manner, you know? I think things being age-appropriate is super important here. Uh, your child who is super young does not need to know uh, every single thing that maybe an older teenager might need to know. So keeping that in mind, doing an age-appropriate level sex education thing is 
super important, like Sabha just said, on a family sort of level. And something very interesting that I learned is that there were a lot of like their sexual dysfunctions or paraphilias like actually stem from uh, not being able to express yourselves when you were teenagers not like restricting your kids to proper like sex education or information like that can actually lead to so many problems like sexual issues in the future when they are adults so I think what we're trying to say is it's very important like for them to protect themselves and um like to grow up as like like whole humans um and be fully functional and live a normal life it's very important to have a solid foundation and then the sex and sex education should be a part of that foundation yeah yeah i think that's a pretty good way of wrapping up things for tonight Zaba. like just highlighting uh the need for us to probably create that space as a, as a society sorry as as a society yeah to help uh our teenagers have that space to grow up safely you know and to be able to uh explore them growing up their own feelings what they want to do with their life what kind of person they hope to become all of these things because inevitably relationships social relationships no matter what kind they are they they tend to be the bedrock and foundation of who we become as a person so whether it's a teenage romance or not whether it's teenage friendships or not it's quite difficult to navigate them when you're a teenager but your experience in those relationships tend to be how you communicate and what kind of person you become in the future. So us being open to the challenges, us being open to answer difficult questions, us as a society being more curious of the experience and being there for them is super important, yeah. Yeah, and to wrap everything up like if you are a teenager listening to this i hope you realize that um, i mean it's love is beautiful i mean uh, the first love i think it's very beautiful and it's very refreshing and intense and nice and it's very nice but at the same time i think it's very important to realize if you're in a relationship to know that it's a partnership i mean you don't force anything onto your partner and be loyal and respectful and uh, yeah and generally be respectful to yourself and to your partner as well so yeah yeah great so that's pretty much it for tonight i guess Abba. yeah yeah yes. so thank you for listening in uh we look forward to hopefully the next episode next week thank you for listening in Good night. Good night.